0: We
1: are I'm gonna other to say. My mother used to say, you know it's time for a change when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right? And y'all know my mother my mother gone and that's been something that's changed my entire life since she left this earth. I have every facet of my entire life has gone through that critique. Am I fucking sick and tired of being sick and tired of this shit? Like with no consequence, with no fear of the consequence, none of that. Am I sick and tired of being sick and tired of the consequences of this shit? And if it's a yes, unapologetically, I'm taking action for change, unapologetically.
2: Uh
1: I could fucking die tomorrow. I could die today. What do I look like being sick and tired of being sick and tired, knowing that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and not doing shit about it because of other people's feelings, thoughts, emotions, conditions, society's perspective of me. Fuck that. I am about to live my life. And it is in no way, shape, or form something that I'm about to apologize for. something I'm about to sacrifice for other fucking people. I watch, when you watch the person who's closest to you, who gave you life, die, like suddenly, you don't give a fuck about anybody else's opinion other than yours of yourself when you know that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired god damn it it's nothing that you're willing to not do to get to your peace period and well, so I think, we get there
2: i think hey y'all what's up it's small talk we're here with another episode you already know two queens to respect this one topic listen tonight we have kevin we have not chopped it up in a while he's already started. So we might as well just flow right into it. I'm not even going to do all the introductions. Kevin will give you that space to do that at the end. But I wanted to to, to quickly piggyback what you're saying, or even ask you the question of, I think when you're, it's, it's kind of like in a relationship, right? Like when you're sick and tired of being with that person, like they push you to the edge, whatever. I think it's real easy for you to pack your bags and go, like, you know, that moment where, yo, I can't do this anymore. But how do you oh man, everything that you just said, but how do you genuinely motivate yourself to like take the next step towards change
1: with the person or with yourself?
2: No, with yourself, exactly uh, what you're talking about.
1: The way I mean, I hope it doesn't take something like losing a loved one, right but I'm a people pleaser and I had to, I had to like swallow that big time. I'm an empath to the core. Like my whole purpose on this planet is exhortation to exhort others to be who they are desire and to are they created to be. That's my purpose in life. So the way that I had to do it was to understand that I had to separate my thoughts from who I am, right? My thoughts and emotions are not who I am. And so even if I have really deep thoughts and emotions about someone, about something, that's still not me. So there's a separation there that I can experience these feelings and these thoughts for this being or this thing. I don't have to choose to shut my heart off to it in a negative way or experience it in a negative way, even if it feels not good. I don't have to shut myself off. So the way that I motivated myself to do that is like, being so honest about my feelings, like the thing that I shut down to become successful, like fuck that, I gotta gotta grind. You gotta, you gotta, man. You can't feel. You gotta all of that, man. When I started healing, like when you start getting a little bit, and you don't have to grind like that, and like you read a couple books here and there, and you 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 start like healing, mm-hmm. and when you start that healing process. And you don't have to respond the same thing, the same way to some shit that you used to just accept as a part of yourself. I said this to myself, I I have four kids. And I said, I'm tired of like yelling. It just was like an epiphany one day in this house. I don't know if it was the wood floors and that shit was just (laughs) echoing. But I was like, I'm just tired of like yelling. And I was finishing a Dr. Joe Dispenza book. And I was like, I could create a whole new experience for myself. If I think about this, and I was like, I do not want to be angry. And I started saying every single day, I want peace and I want joy. I want happiness. That's it. That's Like I just allowed myself to stop that. And yo, when I tell you, I just stopped being mad Mm
3: -hmm. like
1: you, because I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired of listening to that shit. And it was just like something inside of me had to change. And you know, when you, 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 the way you motivate yourself to it is just to, you learn something new, something just hits you a little different and you mm-hmm. F around and you try it, right? You sick and tired of being sick and tired of shit. What else you going to do? Just try it. And I, like all of the shit that was weird, that Christianity and religion made weird, meditation, like yoga, like all of these things that was weird and taboo. I was like, fuck it. My mom died. Fuck you. Fuck them. Like I'm getting ready to jump into it. Dive in. And it changed my life.
3: hmm Mm -hmm.
1: it's like when you do that man you just this part that feeling of just something has to change you do you're damn right you do yeah i i think
2: it's important to remember too something that you said is that it is a process people have a problem with understanding that it's not a quick fix, right? Like I'm not gonna get up tomorrow and then jump into that thing that I want to be or that I deserve or that I know I could be, right? Like it is a process, it is a journey. It is the beginning of healing or whatever that looks like. Um, But it can also be as a part of the process is it could be hard to get up and to like just genuinely take that first step, like genuinely get up and say, yo, I'm tired of being, in this position. I'm tired of working at this job. I'm tired of, like you said, yelling at these kids. But then like, just kind of understanding what the next step looks like is where I feel like people have a problem with grasping it, right? And then actually applying action to what your thought process is when it comes
1: to that. It's because I I see Asia right down there. Like, I think it's because we want to those books are important also, but I'd like to read, but we want to change matter with matter. And like, we want to change it in the external world. So like we're thinking, okay, I might have an issue and it's still like when my bank accounts start getting low, I start getting tight and people, you know, attitude like, and so people think I need to change that. How do I change my poverty mentality? How do I change, you know, my my guilty parenting or my guilty state of being, how do I change? my betrayal and my anger towards my spouse or my loved one, like the betrayal, like this happened. And like, it really is a immediate decision, right? Like it's not, um, and y'all know I'll be getting my, like my ADH kick in. So like y'all, like y'all gonna have to like bring me back at times.
0: <laughs> we got you, do your thing, do your
1: thing. I forget. But like, so, so go back to, you said, your question was specifically how, right? And we want to think about that how, as if it needs to, you got to create the plan and activate and execute the plan. And that's really not it. If you can look at it in this day and age, it just doesn't work. That plan would take too long. And society economics is not set up for you to really get there fast enough. So the way that you have to do it is internally. You like you hear people say you can manifest it and you can do that stuff is real, but it's not like it's you have to just make the decision that you it's not an external thing, it's an internal thing. So when you're looking at like I got to get out of bed. No you really don't have to get out of bed, right? If your body is saying don't get out of bed. I can't get out of bed. Like, and the work is not going to be meaningful. What your emotions are saying is you need to heal, right? So you need to lay here, you need to lean into that emotion from a place of your safe and like cry. Like you might just need to cry. And then clarity could happen. Right. Like so it, it you might not have, like we think it's an external, got to get to the plan. And it's so not the external. It's the internal, right? It's the internal part of you being able to just say, listening to your body. I need to, I, it's the part where your body says, I need to get out, you need to just rest and, and you're sad or you, you need to deal with this. And you beat yourself up. We got this to do, we got that to, And that internal conversation is tearing your ass up, you know, and you're just feeling worse and worse and worse. And that's really what the depression is. That's really what it's the internal conversation. Nothing happened outside, and even if you force yourself to get up, you're gonna do a half-ass, shitty job at whatever it is you're doing anyway. And then you're gonna beat yourself up even more. So what you do is that's your body emotions. That is the that that's that's your that's your body's uh, communication tool to you. Your thoughts are your mind's communication tool to you. So when your emotions say, "I feel bad," you listen to that feeling of that you feel bad and you lean into it, that's the work. The work is not dredging through or grinding it out or forcing yourself to do it. That's the loop that you, you're you gonna just keep on experiencing that. So the how is genuinely to seek within and like ask yourself, how am I feeling? I'm feeling bad, why am I feeling bad? You know, you're feeling bad because the person that you love, doesn't feel like they're, or the per that, whatever it is, like those things, like you have in that conversation. And then you can ask yourself, well, why are you still staying? Or why, and inside of that, that's the work. Uh-huh. That's the work. You know what I'm saying? Doing that is the work. But what we do is we don't want to answer that question. We don't want to do that work because it makes us cry or it makes us feel a little worse or it makes us have to realize I might need to forgive that person. Or may realize that a shit. I may need to like go through my phone, like, and I don't want to do that. That's too much. I don't want to cry. I want to feel. I want to. So you do something different, and you stuck. Like you're literally stuck, and that's the problem. Is your emotions are stuck. So therefore, your behavior can only mimic what you are inside. You're stuck. So until you unstick those emotions, man, and deal with that shit, like, you're going to feel terrible Mm -hmm. you're gonna feel terrible physically mentally and emotionally you're gonna feel terrible because that's literally what's happening on the inside of you you internally feel terrible and you have some things to deal with and until you deal with it there's just nothing else to do in life you are stuck that's my advice Shit, you got to get unstuck
0: I love that you said that, you know, and even as you were talking, I just started thinking about how even in the realm of like um, vulnerability, right? And we talk a lot when we think about vulnerability, we often talk about in relation to someone else, right? So like being vulnerable to your partner, being vulnerable to your therapist even, right? But sometimes we don't, we're not vulnerable with ourselves. We're not honest with ourselves about the work that actually needs to be, be done because sometimes the truth is. Even when we're talking about tired of being tired, right? Tired of being sick and tired. It's like, are you really at that point, mm-hmm. or are you just are you just tired that particular day, right? Because that particular event happened, or you're tired of certain things being on repeat. But I feel like it's a difference when you're like man, today was rough. I don't feel like getting out of bed as opposed to I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of having to do the same thing every day, day in and day out. It's two different levels, you know? And so sometimes I think we get so used to just people in general. It's like, man, today was a bad day. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it's like, you're not even being honest with yourself because you're going to go through it again. That's like, even when people stay in relationships, they don't ask themselves the the deep questions because they know the answer. The answer is they're not really that sick and tired. So they're Mm -hmm. gonna keep doing it day in and day out, right? Mm -hmm. But I think when you get to the place where what you're talking about is like really being honest with yourself. And that that sounds like that's the first step, you know, in, in, in the therapy world, everything you were talking about, there's this thing, it's called the cognitive triangle, right? And it literally is the connection between, and y'all can y'all can picture the triangle here, but your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, right? And your actions. And so the way that you think is connected to the way that you feel and the way that you feel is connected to your actions, right? Um, and so sometimes you really have to, Kevin, to your point, which I think is just a beautiful point. It's like, allow yourself to then think the things that you're actually thinking, to feel the things that you're actually feeling, right? So that those actions, whether it is, I really am just gonna lay in bed today,
3: yep.
0: and that and that's where it starts, right? Because I think then until I need- you have that, like, oh, okay, I really, I really need to brush my teeth right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then that's, but that's a different motivator because, like, I have to get out the bed at this particular moment. I think people that have kids, I think y'all have like a big motivator, whether you like it or not, because like my kids are actually depending on me. Like, you yeah. know, and no matter how you feel at the bottom line, it's like, those little ones literally need me right now. Yeah. You know, and as much as it's not like super, like, it's not like a happy motivation, but you are gonna get out the bed.
1: <laughs> it's gonna, a, be a starting it. point. You you're gonna, gonna feel <laughs> <You laughs> <gonna put laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But to your point, I think like it, you allow, we teach it as the formula, right? Like I teach it as the formula right? Thoughts, feelings, behavior. Like, it's just, if you want to change the behavior, you must change the thought, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. going to trigger the emotion, which is going to trigger the behavior. But like, to your point, Asia, it's that we automatically think that if you want to just lay in the bed, you depress.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. And that's, we completely miss rest. (laughs) You know, like we completely miss that's there. Is rest. And you might actually not be lazy or depressed, right? You might just actually need rest and you just are conditioned to grind and overwork. And Mm -hmm. it's a trauma response. So therefore now you feel because you need to rest, you feel depressed. And so like, Mm -hmm. it's to your point, it's just really understanding and being honest with what are you really thinking and what Mm -hmm. are really feel you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like for real
2: Mm -hmm. and I I think um I think it kind of ties into like a rationale with your emotions like they go hand in hand right like what you're feeling you rationalize that that's like that cognitive part of it that that Mm -hmm. both of you were talking about and the cognitive reconstructing I think the other on the other side is learning to for me I'll say this there is no real healing, if you will. I feel like it is a journey. It's more so learning to live with certain things than actually like healing from it, right? Um, And I say that because if we're sick and tired of being tired, there are some things that we just can't get rid of, that it's just built in our, for instance, being a parent, like, yo, it's tiring, Right. And there are points where you are sick and tired. Like, give them back, Lord. Take them. <laughs> Please oh, We're bring them back at another time. But right now I just <laughs> I can't do it. Um, and when those moments happen, obviously we love our children dearly, but we are really sick and tired at this point. I feel like there's certain there's certain parts of your life that you have to learn to navigate through correctly. That doesn't necessarily bring about um I guess, change for you as a person, but more so change about the situation in itself. Okay, if I'm sick and tired of doing this, Kevin, you used the perfect example about yelling. I'm tired of yelling, right? Like, So then how do I then change the situation or the behavior? Exactly what you guys are talking about. The response to things to kind of get that that impact that I'm looking for. So people have to understand that just because you're sick and tired doesn't mean that you have to change you as a person or you have to get up and go find a new, you can do all those things. But the other part of that is looking at other solutions in your current situation. If you can't have an immediate response, what can I do to kind of like, you know, not become complacent, not be at this plateau anymore? Jim, perfect example. If I want thick thighs and a big butt, and I know that like, yo, for the past couple of weeks, I've been stagnant at this place, Maybe I need to change up my regimen. Like I need to change up how I work out, or what I'm doing, or what to see different results. It's the same thing that applies to life. Maybe you need to switch up the way you do things in your current situation. It's not that you're tired of that thing; it's tired of you're tired of how it comes about. Like how you're trying to get to that to that place. Does that make? Am I making sense? I feel like I'm talking yeah, like in circle
1: I think you make absolute sense, and I think that the, the Acting action tool that I think I could add to that piece mm-hmm. is to think about what you want versus what you do not want
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: most times if we're honest you know exactly what you don't want you know what you don't want to happen you know what you don't want to experience you know how you don't want the meeting to go you know how you don't want to, yeah. all to happen but if you ask yourself how do you want it to go you don't really know how you actually want it to go. You just know how you don't want it to go. I know I want to be broke, but I don't really know how I want to make my money. Right? Okay. I don't know how I want what I want them to say to me. I just know I don't want them to say you're fired. Right? I, don't, I just I don't actually know what I want. I don't know what kind of car I want. I just know I'm tired of walking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I don't know how. But you, you are the creator of your experience. Mm-hmm. What you think. Ultimately shapes how you feel, which ultimately pushes out like your signal of like what you're about to experience. So you have to start thinking about what you want. Imagine if God, we always talk about God, right? Like this, it's this unconditional thing, but unconditional means without condition. That includes what you want and how you feel, right? So what you want and how you feel, right, about a certain thing, it's really without that condition. So you have to truly like, or what you hope for, I say, like, or what you don't want. I don't want this to happen. What if God unconditionally loves you and gives you what you want? So he doesn't even, or it doesn't even hear the don't in your statement. Mm-hmm. Because the thought and the feeling is what God responds to. It doesn't speak English or none of that. It's mm-hmm. just the thought and the feeling. And what you're thinking about the most and what you're feeling the most is actually what you don't want to experience. Mm -hmm. You're not really thinking and dwelling on the goodness of what it's about to be like. You're really thinking about, I don't want this to happen, how it can go left. And you're preparing for that in your mind and you're thinking that in your, and then you walk into that experience. So I would, to what you're saying about how you can think about something new, how can you respond differently? It goes back to the thought get clear about what you actually want, what kind of car, like what actual house do you like, what does it look like? What are you wearing? What do you, what are you sounding like? How are you feeling when you walk into that money? How are, and if you can think about that and just allow yourself to daydream and don't let that little voice inside that's based in your past be like, oh, you broke as hell. You can't do that. Or you come from it. Just shut that off and allow yourself to just Meditate for a second, like a movie, on what you actually want, how it would actually feel. And if you do that, like genuinely do that,
3: Mm -hmm. I promise
1: you, you're gonna get up and your level of energy is going to increase, and therefore you're going to do something different. Like that's the part. So if you before you're in the bed, just start instead of thinking, like, oh my god, it's gonna be such a long day. Or Just before you even get out of the bed, just live, just lay there and think about yourself killing it at the gym and like answering every phone call. If my trauma thing is like, I don't answer phones, like don't call my phone if I don't. So like, I think about myself answering the phone confidently before I get out of the bed. You know what I'm saying? I think about that. I'm like, okay, we're good. And then I get out of the bed and start my day. You know, I don't think about the like, damn, I got to send these emails or damn, I got to. Man, I I don't think about that first. I don't Mm -hmm. allow myself to think about that. So my piece would just be, think about what you want more than what you don't want and be mindful of what you're actually spending your thought life on. Damn, I'm really thinking about what I don't want. And I had no clue of what I'm actually wanting. If somebody said, what do you want right now? I'll give it to you. But you have to tell me in 30 seconds clearly without stuttering or without stumbling, what car do you want right now? uh, 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 you don't even know. That's
2: the problem though. Like, yeah, side note, I, I hate calling Kevin because he, all he, these are real life conversations. Like if you pick up the phone and call him, he's going to tell you to be intentional with your response, intentional. Like he drills it in our brains. Um, right. that's the last conversation we had when I was like, yo, I need, well, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know, niggas, That's why, I you know? So, that's, i was finishing
1: another book i'm telling y'all y'all better start this book that i'm reading right here is called the untethered soul if you hadn't read it if you've read it like that's a great book man it okay just, um, in a really simple way and you can even get so simple use chat gbt and ai i said break the i said read the untethered soul and break each chapter down with a synopsis so a 12 year old urban boy can understand it boom and it spit that shit out I'm telling you it's crazy You can like, I'm just wild. You should do that. You should definitely do that on some books and just read the synopsis. And it'll That's a gem. That
2: is, right? Always always drop.
1: I'm telling you.
2: Always, always. I just I just feel like it's I was gonna say I feel like it can be difficult for the overthinker. Right. Like it's easier said than done. I'm and I'm just gonna use my I hear you. And all those things that you're saying is stuff that we apply or we attempt to apply in our everyday lives. But for the person that's the overthinker, that just can't, sometimes you low-key can't control that. I'm I'm so serious.
1: I can't hold it in because I, you, who are you talking to, Britt? Like, you know, like, that's, who are you talking to? Uh, I, I told, but that's, when you read that book, I'm telling you. It, it says it gives it this example in the book it says you are not your thoughts like your thoughts are your roommate like imagine the thoughts that are constantly happening that's like a roommate right So like that's your overthinking self it's just continually having a conversation it's your roommate it's not actually you if I ask you who are you if you ask yourself who am I Brittany to, you're not Brittany Brittany is like that's like that's a that's your flesh. That's not who you are, right? you you're not your thought, like right? you're experiencing. You get all the way back. You literally draw yourself all the way back to realizing you're not your thoughts. like you are the observer of your thoughts, right? You're actually not your feelings. You are the experience of your feelings, like the experiencer of your feelings. It's not actually you that it's that it's doing this. You are the one observing it. So like when you're overthinking, I had to learn, like that's why, yo, meditation is so important for my everyday, everybody in my house will know like, yo, let dad go do his thing. Because I have to remind myself, Kevin. Kevin, like the physical Kevin, he's an overthinker. Why? Because he's experienced a lot of trauma in his Mm -hmm. life. He grew up in an unstable household where he had to be able to read body language, like hyper, like, all of those things, like he, the, my physical body is a machine and the conditions of this world created it to be that way. But that ain't me though, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, don't want to be that. I can be calm and peaceful. So then when Kevin gets to overthinking, I can literally say, Kevin, you're doing it again. You're not your thought observe them why are you thinking this way why it's weird as hell I might have to sit outside and like calm myself down but I have to do that because if I don't then I'm trapped in those thoughts and not only am I trapped in those thoughts I'm making decisions Mm -hmm. in those thoughts that's dangerous
3: yeah
1: yeah you know what I'm saying that's deep
0: that is that's too deep for me like especially the like you're you're not like you're not your thoughts you know what i'm saying you're the observer of like that kevin that that was so so,
1: you gotta listen to this book yo because it sounds so deep but when buddy said in the book like i listen to audiobooks that's better for me he says it like the conversation that you're having in your mind right That's always happening. Oh man, you forgot to call Jim today. Oh, you know what? Oh, the tree that the conversation that's always happening in your mind, right? That conversation you think is you. You think that's you. But when you actually take a second to observe that conversation, it's always changing. Like it don't have a leg to really stand on. Oh, we're gonna do this. Oh, now we're doing like it's just. It's just all, the whole point of it is to thought. Thought is flow, it's energy. So when it's that way, it's nothing more than energy trying to escape through the mind. If it doesn't escape through the mind, then it's gonna go down to the heart and you're gonna feel like shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, you're gonna be thinking of that. So when you realize like, damn, I'm not the actual thought itself of like, Kevin, you're tripping or this is happening. I'm the energy behind that thought, like just observing it. I don't have to respond to this like this. Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Mm -hmm. It's not my thought. (laughs) My thought is either rooted in the past or somewhere in the future. I am right here in the present moment. Ain't shit getting ready to really happen if I stand in this paint without like letting those thoughts run it. It's so wild. But when you really like take a second and the book says, Those those internal conversations that you're having, like when you were as a kid and you was like, like my kid had imaginary friends and we thought they was tripping. The book says if you give that thought, those thoughts that you have, those internal conversations, give it a body and like imagine it sitting next to you. You tell it to shut the like. Who is this crazy, neurotic, left, right person that is like Who is that? That's definitely not me, you know, like that. And so you get to choose, like, damn, who am I? You and that gets weird. Don't get me to go on. Once you like get that, call me then. (laughs) You get to that part because if you can ever just take like three days, I promise you, if you check all of the listeners, all of your listeners, right, all of your listeners, take three days and have an imaginary friend. And let that imaginary friend that you have be the internal conversation that you have. You'll notice that it tries to take both sides of every conversation, right? And you're not in it. Like you're really, you don't have to be in it. It doesn't have to involve you. So is it you? That should have blow your mind. If the thoughts don't have to involve you, is it you? Mm Mm-hmm. Don't get me the going. No, oh, no.
2: He always sets us up, Aja. I feel I, like he, I'm with, saying. I feel stuck. <laughs> That's a wild. I never thought of it that way. That's a good perspective to, to kind of hear from. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Don't separate, man. It's, and I tell you, you it it blows you away when you start to think about like, whoa. Like how you say I'm bad at math. But then like, why am I like, who? Like, I wasn't, what does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Yeah. Unless there's something that matter with your brain, you're not bad at math. You just uh, like, that became a part of your personality. Your personal reality becomes your personality. And so like, as you experience this shit, you think that's you. Because you respond these ways to these things, you're like, oh, I'm like this. And you're really not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just have become like, like that's who your physical body is, but that ain't you. Like, yeah. oh, we got no,
0: to that's, that's definitely good, you know? And it's 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 kind of like even how we talk talking about earlier about the cognitive triangle, right? It's a different cycle, right? Because then our thoughts become our truths and then our truths becomes a label that we put on ourselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that doesn't always have to be the thing, right? And so that's just, man that i'm i'm really stuck y'all like i'm me like too. i'm gonna need to meditate on this later journal about it uh confront my my imaginary friend uh-huh.
1: imaginary friend y'all
0: <laughs> all, all when nobody's around because i don't want them judging me um <laughs> all that and... talking to
1: their phones these days like that's, the <laughs> that's true
0: I, just, I judge them a little bit for that too. I do, um,
1: I do too if you're over 30 if you're over 30 you judge them still like you definitely will judge out there <laughs> <laughs>
0: when they <talk> to <laughs> okay we definitely appreciate your perspective on this please just let our listeners know where they can find you your information all that kind of stuff because we skipped that in the beginning
1: because we jumped right on in. <laughs> let me tell you i messed around and i kind of i dibble dabble in the social media world but i messed around and i got on tiktok in covid right and so um it didn't jumped up this past like six months y'all like, go look at my TikTok. You're going to be like, oh, shit. Like, what? Like, I went from-
3: what's your thing?
1: It's Yo Kev Help, right? So Yo Kev Help. Um, and also, I want you to email me. That's Instagram, TikTok. That's all my socials at Yo Kev Help, Twitter, all of that. Um, I don't use Twitter at all ever. So I don't even know what's on that. I think I'm going to hang. But Instagram, uh, Instagram, Yo Kev Help, TikTok Yo Kev Help. Uh, TikTok has kind of went off really good. We started doing these lives. Um, so I think I should hit 15K in a couple weeks um so we should we should start hitting oh you're doing
0: five. big numbers
1: small big to me though like you see what i'm saying like it's big to my life i was at 500 and I, for a long time so but no we're starting to start these lives man and we do um our life groups are kind of taking off and so we're starting to do them in san antonio and houston um, and so we would love to kind of bring them uh, we do this are you okay this black man's mental health and wellness so um black men and boys so i would love for um those men who are interested to kind of bring it to your city Check me out. Yo Kev help TikTok is the absolute best way to do it. That's really the only one I'm giving a little bit of attention to these days.
0: Oh, That is so dope. And this has been another episode of Small Talk. You already know two queens, two perspectives. Tonight we had one king join us and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.